All right. Well, it must be scary to be a little lady and get pregnant. Oh, yeah, I bet. Thank God I don't have to deal with that. Hey! Hey, everybody! Welcome back to This Is About Movies. Oh, man, yeah. Cheesecake episode. Cheesecake edition. Yes, Cheesecake Festival. Cheesecake Festival. Episode two. We are still on our way to Cheesecake Factory. This is good. Yeah, this is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Drunk and noodle. Yeah, so we got a little hungry. Yeah, on the way, you know. Two-hour drive. It's a long drive. Half forever. And I know the plan is to, you know, to eat when we get there, but yeah, know, it's been a long day. We, we just uh, yeah, and we are splitting the drunken noodle, you know. We got half. Well, we stopped in this little place on the way. Really it's good, great. Yeah. Um, anyway, cheesecake festival. Ready? Not everybody knows what that is. You're right. Why don't you tell them about it? Yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, achievement unlocked. We finally gave away our ultimate rating. Mm-hmm. For more on that. Go see episodes uh, one through I don't know twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but we, after an existential crisis, we decided we we're going to come back and uh, everyone that had ever been on, we we're going to give them their own favorite movie, their Cheesecake Factory rating movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every week we're having a new guy on, <laughs> or or a previous person on. Uh, yeah, I previous said new. guest. That was a lie. Yeah. Every every week we're having an old guy on. <laughs> and we're going to talk about their uh, a, a movie they would rate at Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, so that that comes out to like seven episodes, and this is this is episode two mm-hmm. of the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron's episode. Cameron's episode. Yep. His Cheesecake Factory movie was Underdog. Underdog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This might be one of the most like fun podcast episodes I think we've ever recorded. <laughs> uh, I just had such a great time talking with him about this movie. And I think you're going to love it. You, whether or not you know this movie. <laughs> whether you watch or not. Or not yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to have a good time. Drunken noodles are real good. They are pretty good. I'm kind of <laughs> regretting that we're splitting this. Um, yeah, we should have got uh, two. Or at least at least our own. But, uh, man, I could eat like two or three of these. But we're saving room. We are. We are. Because we're, we're going to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. We're, we'll make it there. What? Next episode will be there for Easy. sure. Yeah, by no, then. No. Yeah. No doubt. Hopefully. Oh! <laughs> okay, give me a mic check. Hey, what's up? Mike, Mike check, check one, two, one, Mike two. Check. Get like, Mike get like is excited around you. about something. Mike, check. Ooh. We're gonna. Whoa, you actually peaked. Yeah, Whoa, I you. did it. We've never had anybody peak before. Not on. Not what on do the I win? Not on this. T- I don't know. Hello. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, I can't. I can't peak. What if I will peak? not do it. <laughs> <laughs> is this a challenge now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could if I wanted to. <laughs> Whoa. Well, it might be these mics. Too. Could be. Could be this one in particular. Okay. It might it might just have some kind of noise gate that's just like no you don't. I'm pretty excited about this movie. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> don't get 
Just keep your excitement at 99 decibels or below. See, this is the problem. I don't remember how excited that moment was, so I don't know what to avoid. Well, you can <laughs> test it again. <laughs> excited! That nope. excited. Okay, I yeah. can get that excited. Do you guys think that Avatar 2 Way of the Water will uh, will be in 3D again like the first one was? Oh, I hope so. I hope not, and I do hope that it's a very apparent ripoff of some other movie. Uh, right now, just based on it saying water, I'm betting Moana. Probably. Because I mean, the preview kind of maybe seemed like it could have possibly been a ripoff of Moana a little bit. I mean, isn't Moana a ripoff of other movies though? Like it's just, it's not a ripoff, but it's like I mean, it's, it's like an a, old story, it's like an older Polynesian tale. Yeah, yeah. So well, Disney does that a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. So that they don't I think, rip anything off; they take it and trademark it for their own. No, not just the Polynesian <laughs> tale. I'm talking about like like Moana's just it's just a hero's journey. Like e, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's just no. They'll, they'll the steal the, that the story. first Avatar was Pocahontas, and Pocahontas was dances with wolves like it's all swolves i mean the same thing like it's just a similar story there's the argument that nothing is new under the sun i'm not even talking about that like but i'm just saying we also have plagiarism (laughs) (laughs) it it, no i'm i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying that story in particular is one that has been copied again and again so why did we choose that movie to get mad at like why not get mad at uh, because, no, because it will, because I mean, it was so lauded for and applauded ho- at the, at the a time. whole bunch of other reasons. It just was. It had the biggest and target, and it so. was the peak, and it was the box office high, and yeah. it, was, it was like so for one, it was yeah, praise. Pocahontas was not pretty. Well, okay, <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. How do you lot. know she wasn't pretty? By whose standards? Uh, <laughs> I guess you're right. But like, what was her husband John Rolfe? By John Rolfe standards? Oh yeah, he well, said she wasn't pretty. They like. I was I just saying. He, I think I remember him. There's a bunch of it. other reasons to get mad at Pocahontas than just like. Oh my gosh! Story. You rip-off. get mad at her because she's not pretty? No, it's just like it's. <laughs> not we're we talking about her accurate. or the movie. Uh, the real one. The real Pocahontas. Rebecca Wolf. Okay, so there's a lot of reasons you can get Ra- mad Ra- at the Wolf? real Pocahontas. No, 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 at the movie. Sorry, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I, got, I got mixed up. Okay, so there is so many things in the Pocahontas animated movie that are not the Disney accurate. One. Okay, yeah, like uh, you don't think she really talked to a raccoon? Oh no, or a tree. Uh, here's okay. <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, and this is at least from my perspective. All right, a lot of people are going to disagree, and that's fine. Um. Story is king. Yeah, okay. Facts are not king, ever. Truth is king, but facts are not king. There's a difference. And something like Pocahontas, like, I'm not going to say it's the most amazing movie ever, but I think it's actually a pretty good movie. Oh, I don't have I a problem. I don't have a problem with it being historically inaccurate. Now, if it's historically inaccurate to the point where it's like, it's doing a, like, huge disservice to the subject matter, it really depends on the strength of that story on whether or not I think it's okay to have it presented that way. Okay. Um, it, 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 it's, you know, I, I, in my opinion, stories are stories. Yeah. They, they should not be, uh, restrained by what happened in real life, even if they are based on a true story. The whole point is that they're based on, they are not the true story. Yeah. 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 They are inspired by, um, and a lot of people are going to be like, 
why do these people have to go in and change everything that happened? Well, because most of the time, everything that happened was actually pretty boring. Yeah. And because um, you wouldn't want to see it, that it, movie. It, it, <laughs> not, okay. well, and you're also writing it for a new audience. You're writing it for a new audience. You're doing all that stuff. So if you go back to Avatar and you go to the whole point of like, or the whole idea of like, oh, it's just Pocahontas again. It's just Dances with Wolves again. It's just whatever. Um, okay. <clears throat> but a lot of people haven't seen Dances with Wolves. And uh, also like, if you just took Avatar for what it is, I think it's actually a pretty good telling of that story. I think it's a pretty good version of that story. I'm gonna be honest; I haven't seen that whole movie. It's like three <laughs> hours long, but I it's I a, agree I agree with right. what Randy's saying. It's, it's a like, it's a spectacle for it's your its own eyes, thing. I suppose. Yeah. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made. It's definitely an experience, and I like it for that. For me, it, that's an easy movie to point at and talk negatively about. Sure, because it was so positively received yeah. by everyone else, and like I don't know, that's one I can look at and be like, it makes it an easy target. A lot of people are wrong. Look mm-hmm. at it. Look at how glaringly. I guess the real question is when they inevitably sell them on DVDs because DVDs are the future. Um, is it gonna come out with 3D goggles like Spy Kids in 3D did? Um, they're probably gonna pass on that one. I think. Oh, dang it's probably it. gonna be. <laughs> I, I yeah, feel if like you that's do 3D now. I feel like that's a bad TV move. Reliant stuff. <laughs> I forgot about 3D TVs. They're, yeah. they're, they're like disappeared. They're so already quick. so dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, and Sony, that's crazy. Sony even had one that was actually a good idea. So, it was two people could sit yeah. side by side yeah, and watch, and two, watch different, two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Is but that a, I'm is gonna that say that technology was. You could also for is. the for the price you could just buy two TVs too. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't thought of like I've maybe thought of 3D TVs like four times in my life, and that was like the fourth time when you mentioned it. Like <laughs> I remember them existing, but I never thought about them ever again. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's clearly. A future product, yeah, but no one wants one. We want, we want the the hollow deck from yeah. Star Trek. I'm, we want I'm a we want a room in our house that's completely holographic and everything's a hologram and like content for that. We don't want a small square that kind of that stuff kind of comes out a couple of inches from the screen. Mm-hmm. But uh, isn't that like in some sense? Isn't that like basically VR? I mean, VR to me feels a lot different when you have a headset on. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm not. Get, love, I'm not getting motion sick from a 3D TV, but I I, I can from I, a VR. I love see watching people with the VR headset on and just like experiencing whatever they're like playing or watching, and them just like. I think I think it's crazy how your brain just immediately goes like, "This is real." Yeah, the yeah. brain's pretty see, crazy. See how 3D it is? This is real. This is what real life looks like. And you're like, this looks like a cartoon, though, brain. And it's like, <laughs> no, this you're is dying. <laughs> like, you're falling. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, brain, I'm sorry. Uh, the first time I ever played anything on VR was uh, actually in a um, escape room. Oh, and it was part of it? It was part of it. And it was a very small part of it. And I didn't really play anything. It was more like... They used it so that one person put the put the VR headset on, and they saw the room differently than everybody else did, and they had to communicate that to other people. Be like, "Oh, over on the left wall, 
about halfway up in the like you know on the third uh on the like the like four feet away from this side there's a symbol Oh, that's and sick. I can't see where, and they're like, "Oh, there's actually a like that's pretty cool candlestick here, you know, like that kind of thing." It was a really cool part of it where I like I got to see, but it was like, it was just a 3D representation of the room, but it was it was actually all dark with like only like white lines, kind of. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. Um, then I never did anything with VR after that until this last year, <laughs> when someone brought it to work. Uh, if you guys know Roger. Yeah. Um, he brought uh, his, his headset. I think it was one of those like Facebook ones that mm-hmm. they have or whatever. Um, like the Metaverse. most accessible ones that, the, that you can get as far as price anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I played Beat Saber. And well, I actually did this tutorial first, which was silly, but kind of fun. And you get used to it. But he set it up in the lobby out there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, there's a lot of space. You're not going to run into anything. And he told me, like, there's basically invisible walls. It'll tell you when to stop and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you get lost in that and oh, forget yeah. where you are. For sure. And I'm playing Beat Saber, and, and I hear Roger go, what are you playing now? And I was like, I'm playing Beat Saber. He's like, oh, man, that game's fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And he's like, you know, it's a lot easier if you dance. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... I was like, I kind of got that feeling, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Literally in the middle of the lobby, just like grooving, like, waving my arms around. <laughs> <laughs> just people walking in. Just see you walk in. Yeah, I could hear people like, Randy, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm like, nothing. I'm out in the way. middle of the lobby, just like, woo. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun. I, have, I haven't played I, since. But I have great. videos of some of my family members playing like, a shooting game in mm-hmm. VR or something, and then it'll be like, ah! I'm like, the bullets aren't real. <laughs> bullets aren't real. <laughs> you don't have to dive to the ground like that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I really, it made me really want to play um, the Half-Life one, uh, Alex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about that one, and um, yeah, I still don't really want to spend money on a headset because that's really the only game I want to play. But I remember if I ever knew anybody who had a headset, yeah, they would let me borrow that headset so I could play Alex. That would be that would be great. So uh, listen, I got the PlayStation one. So yeah, that won't mm-hmm. help me out. But I remember uh, in uh, Six Flags Over Georgia, they did uh-huh. like uh, the the ride that they had was like Daredevil Dive or whatever, and they had VR. They had like this whole thing where you could put a VR headset while you rode the roller coaster. That would be the best use of VR. It was not. Really? <laughs> because why wouldn't you just want to ride a roller coaster? I mean, it's just like you're going to different places and everything, but you think that the time it t- took to put the VR headset on the people on the ride and like all... Wasn't worth it? No. All the technical dif- difficulties that See. come with that. Because like we went to ride it... Uh, well, we went to Six Flags, I think, one time and they had it. And like two weeks later, we went again, and they took it away because <laughs> it was just like so much of a hassle. Yeah, and, uh, and you also can't like put it on certain kids mm, till they're like thirteen, and then people with glasses are whining. Yeah. I remember it's like the line was like three times longer than it ever should have been mm-hmm. because you it's would get new. up there, and there'd be somebody just like, "Oh yeah, I want I want to do that," and just be like another twenty minutes just trying to set that up. For and people just sitting on the ride. I still waiting. think I still think that would be the best use of it if you could get it going, or have like a giant warehouse with like foam cutout stuff, and then have you play a level in VR, but have the physical warehouse set up like you know how they used to do laser tag. Yeah, that's I just thought of that when you yeah. said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be 
the best because the because the room could look like cardboard cutouts yeah. and, and like crap but as long as you had something there to be that uh virtual wall it, it, of the physical wall could be like something soft for, when i run into it it doesn't hurt but yeah. just to have something physically there oh that'd be pretty sick. that would be that would freak me out in vr to have that really there and it would be stupid awesome to mm. like have a or even like do laser tag but with vr headsets uh in that in that way mm. and you you could even have the like to guarantee they keep the headset on you can have the room dark yeah i don't know to where they couldn't see anything yeah <laughs> that's the thing is that i feel like so even laser tag like there used to be this place called laser quest uh where where i grew up and it was like if you've played laser tag at like some small theme park or mm. like at a bowling alley or whatever, like <laughs> you haven't played laser tag. Cause laser quest yeah. was like hardcore. Like they had like these massive guns vests that had like hit, like hit boxes all over the place on them. So like you had like shoulder targets, you had oh, all these like, sick. and <clears throat> they had forts that you would like in their whole thing. It They'd was like to guard, yeah. mirrors and forks, like forks, forts um and you could shoot the mirrors and it would ref- oh, like that's so cool. like bounce off and hit people yeah um all kinds of stuff and there were like and it was a big area mm-hmm. uh you played for 20 minutes and they had like this you know like a point system and everything and it was actually the only time i ever had fun playing laser tag I've only, um I don't but they I got played laser tag that many times. they that was around for like i think you're, three or four years <laughs> it was really big the in, uh, was before yeah. in the yeah. early 2000s yeah um, i am gen z so but uh um, and then they and then they all opened up and then all figured out that you can't make any money doing it and then they all shut down well so that's the thing is that it's sort of like when it's brand new it's great mm-hmm. yeah but eventually that stuff like those experiences their vests that have been worn a million times. Mm-hmm. They smell like they human stink. sweat. Yeah. They get old and torn up. And I feel like VR as it is right now, if it's used as sort of like an attraction, that's that's its future. Yeah. That's what it's it's, really. it's not it's it's doomed to break down and be like, you know, covered in Ooh, stinky in sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yeah. Especially if you use it in a situation like that. Now if it's like a super fancy thing, like they charge a lot of money and they can upkeep all that yes. stuff and it's only available to like really rich people. Yeah. I could it's, see it, it working, would be great. but if it's, <laughs> if you're trying to make it available to the masses, it, it's, it's just, it's eventually just going to fall apart. That um, makes sense. I feel like until it gets to the holodeck, yeah, it just doesn't, it's not going to be, yeah, that was another, it's always going to be a gimmick uh, until it gets to that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was another issue with like the, uh, VR headsets on the roller coaster is just like, it like very quickly like all of the devices just got really grubby and just like because there's literally yeah there's no way anywhere. to keep yeah. them clean humans yeah. are gross speaking of grubby i did work outside a lot today so i'm a little stinky <laughs> so i can't smell you from over here so i mean that's pretty good i mean yeah, yeah I, so. I am a bit away from you but no. you know. don't get any closer <laughs> don't, don't do it <laughs> it's all right Scared. Maybe maybe you uh lift up your arm and under there you smell like a dog. Oh under what a transition. Wow, look at that transition. <laughs> it was so good I didn't realize it was happening. I didn't um, either. I Randy like, frowned really hard and he was like, I, no. I didn't like I didn't I will say I will, under and just heard dog. It's like, what do I smell um, like a dog? You're like, hey, <laughs> hey. 
I really wanted to transition earlier when we were talking about 3D TVs. <laughs> the, my favorite part in the whole movie was when uh, uh, Dr. Bar Sinister was like, I <laughs> thought killed by a falling TV <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that blew up and like sent sparks everywhere. And it was so sudden and unexpected. I was just like, what the crap? <laughs> like, like all this, uh, the, the whole lab is blowing up and yeah. what gets him is just a TV falls off the wall and hits him. So that, whole, him. <laughs> that whole scene is just like, it's nuts. It's so crazy because like the dog, he's running around the entire lab and they're just like, Oh, I got you here. And they just run past him like, dang it. I missed him. And everything he touches just blows up. And it's like, I'm like, what the heck? You had, you had problems before this dog arrived. (laughs) And like when the TV falls on him, you have a cad. Uh, he's just like, Doc! And he like, gets like a fire extinguisher and goes over there. Didn't even lift it. It's just like, you should be good now. So, uh, now that we're on this movie. Now, um, we're here. now that we're here. If you could, okay. Before we d- address the elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> it's a dog. All right, not, not addressing the elephant. <laughs> what If you give a one word description of this movie. Each of you. Oof. Okay. Actually, that would be it. Oof. Oof. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. We were talking about Campy from... This Dr. is not Stewart. camp. Well... This is not camp at all. N- no, but this is like... <laughs> I, I, this, I to me, is what Campy should strive to do. Like, it doesn't take itself seriously... <laughs> Well, you, you got to think this you, is a but kids you would, movie. Yeah, but you would. And it's but based yeah, off you the, would say Campy doesn't take it so seriously. But yeah. and it's just kind of I don't know. I I kind I thought I wasn't gonna enjoy it, but it's a little slapsticky. Yeah, it's a little. I, I'm still like Campy, and, it, and it's like genuinely, like I genuinely laughed throughout the movie. Peter Dinklage did a really good job. <laughs> Uh, although I know he doesn't want to play anymore, like <laughs> short people. It's funny because he's stuff. small roles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's in, uh, he's, he's actually said he's not doing any more of those where like the character is written mm-hmm. as a little person. He, he's, he's passing. So obviously Peter Inkluge is in Okay. It. He, and, he uh, just wants to be a normal person. Yeah. In the script. Huh. I didn't know that. Okay, so like he just wants to get like he wants to go for the role that's not written for anybody in particular. Mm-hmm. Right, he just happens to get it. Type right, of thing. yeah, got it. Okay, uh, hmm. and it, and, it, and any more any more that are like little people. He's like no, from now on. I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I, mean, is it gonna- I get it to an extent, especially with him and his career, like. Almost all of his roles, and except for Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. even though Game of Thrones, it's like, well, the point is that he's a dwarf, and yeah, but and all that's that. so good. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think like how and he's such a great. How is he going to do any he's better? Such a great character than that, yeah. though, is the thing. Yeah. I think he's like peaked at that, and so maybe that's why he's just like so, I'm done with that. Like now. the thing I is, like that. I understand not wanting roles that are based off of his height, yeah, per se. But like, does he know that? If he gets any roles, they're gonna be, there's gonna be some adaptability to his height. And well, just because, yeah, I mean, like, there are gonna be some scripts that bar someone from doing that, obviously. But yeah. it's not. I don't think it would be a ton of them. I, yeah, yeah. I, but he I also just think, wants to be hired because he's a good actor, not yeah. because he's yeah. a small person. Oh, you're so. a small person and, oh, okay. or a little person and I, a I good totally actor. Yeah. yeah, you totally fit in this role. It's like I fit in this role. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I still excuse me. I still didn't get your your one word for this movie. I don't know. Like I was gonna say campy, but I mean you're allowed to say campy. You I can say know. campy. Good. <sighs> Uh, all, all like hyphenated, not taking itself too seriously, but in a good way. Mm. Okay, yeah. long word. All right, so <laughs> all right. now it's time to address the elephant in the room. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I love this movie because it's not a good movie. Okay. Um, so before we got here, my wife asked me how long we were going to be, and I said oh. it really depends on how Cameron sees this movie. I was like, if Cameron loves this movie like genuinely just loves it because he thinks it's amazing. It's probably, we're probably not going to be here for very long, <laughs> but if Cameron loves it because it's maybe not the best, then we might have some things to talk about. <laughs> so, so I watched this movie so many times when I was a kid, just because it had a dog in it. And I like movies with dogs in it. Cause I was like, I don't know, seven. I watched it so many times. He's a superhero. The concept really pieces of kids. Cause it's a kid's movie and it's for it. Like Disney made it, obviously. Actually, mm. did they make it? They no, I don't know. Well, they distributed it. It's now it. owned by Disney, it, one way or another. Also, I know this movie is based off of like a cartoon series. I've never seen any of them. I've only seen I've, this movie. Yeah, this movie I've doesn't care yeah. that it's based on that. Like <laughs> no. the all of the like connections are so just like thrown in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a point where he started rhyming. Yeah, and I was like. <laughs> Why did he do that? Like I was like, why? Why because is he? he that's such a cartoon. weird thing. And it was much later. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He that's how he talks. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but it just in the movie it didn't really. It just felt like a weird choice. <laughs> okay, speaking of like weird choices, there, there's a point where the dad and the son, he's drawing like a map for him of like uh-huh. the underground. He's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you need this? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is where he went. If he knows about the sewers, yeah. it's like, what? and then he brings the map to uh, the girl he has a crush on, and apparently she's investigating it. Like, I for the school newspaper. Yeah, yeah. It was just like that wasn't a plot point that was early reference to the movie, and that's it's so good because it does that so many times. I mean, it's like they, a little convenient comic booky. There, yeah, there are definitely a lot of points in the movie <laughs> where it felt like, oh, they forgot about this and they <laughs> added it in later. Yeah. So there's a thing in filmmaking that's called uh, like pickup shots. Mm-hmm. So a pickup shot is something that you didn't get initially in your shoot in your planned shoot. Yeah. Um, and so you go back later, and usually after you've spent some time in the editing room, and you kind of realize where there's some holes and you need to mm-hmm. film some things. That's pretty normal for all movies. Yeah. Most movies and if have. If you're not really good about matching a, before, you can definitely tell. Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of movies do this. I mean, a lot of movies do this. Some movies more than others, some, you know, less. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the who the filmmaker is. But I just feel like those scenes add to the movie. Well, they, they <laughs> add a, a certain quality to it i don't know if that's the right word um but it's there's definitely a lot of pickup shots yeah. in this, and the reason why is because why i know this is not just because of that weird scene that feels like they forgot to con- like let the audience mm-hmm. know how they knew where the bad guys yeah. were they're just like oh crap uh well uh, like i didn't even pick up on that i just thought it was just in there like i was just the bad guys yeah. are here Yes, Molly. I just, I love I, how they yeah. are. The dad is like such a non-character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it starts off making you think that he's going to be the main person. And yeah. then they're like, nah, don't worry about him. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, I'm super smart. <laughs> I figured out that they're probably in the sewers. 
So why do you care? <laughs> yeah. Like, like he wasn't, it wasn't like he was a bad guy. Like the Dr. Bar Sinister, he was just a guy whose lab blew up. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, he wasn't a villain. No one thought he was being a villain. So I don't know. At least he we knew. knew the audience, the dad but they didn't know. They were, he just worked for this company. <laughs> the dad, the dad and then knows suddenly the dad's the just like, ah, I don't know. He's Dr. probably Dr. hiding Sinister. in the sewers. Like, why on earth would you think that? So, Because <laughs> he's bar the sinister. <laughs> it's so weird. All the sewers are connected. Maybe it's he's crazy. the bad guy because they're sinister in his name. That's probably Wait, it. the sewers are no. connected? <laughs> so, Wait, who did that? The that was people, probably his grandfather. So, well, the, okay, so there's the the pickup shot thing. Mm-hmm. So there was a point in the movie where they were at the park. I think it's one of the first times they go to the park. Yeah. I think they're playing catch with a Frisbee or yeah. something. I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, they're at the park. They go to the park a lot in this movie. Um, <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> one, so of the, one of the park shots. One of the park scenes. <laughs> And Jenny sat down to watch this movie with me. Well, first off, she was like, why are you watching this? <laughs> <laughs> I told her why. She was like, okay. So she, um, there are a lot of things that Jenny made this a lot more enjoyable. Uh, just some of her comments. <laughs> but um, we're sitting there and there's a point where they like cut away to the dog and then they cut back to the boy and his hair is different. Oh, like, is like not just like a different style. It's a full on wig. Like it's not. I never noticed that. And so it's like, she's like, why was he wearing a wig? Was he wearing a wig? And I was like, I didn't notice. So we rewound it and he's, he's straight up wearing a wig. That's like kind. It looks almost like his normal hair, but you can tell it's like a lot shinier and darker. And then like you go to the next scene and it's him with his regular hair again. And you're like, yeah, that's not, that's a wig. Like yeah. it's totally a wig. So then throughout the movie, there's little scenes that are sort of sprinkled throughout where he's wearing a wig and you're like, okay, I want to know what happened. Did, did they, is it just, they had to fill in lots of gaps Yeah. and he'd already cut his hair after shooting and they had to bring him back a few months later and shoot all these pickup shots. So they had to give him a wig. That makes sense. That's, or that's amazing. I never thought of it. Like the, that. the version I prefer is that kid who we don't see in any movies ever again. No, no. Um, I just was say, being rebellious and cut his hair mid shoot, and they had to yeah. like. <laughs> so, put like, on the wig. Put on, put the, on wig. the wig. <laughs> so the uh, the actors and actresses and stuff. It, it's got a weird like. It's got a. It has awesome a cast. lot. Yeah, it has awesome cast. Uh, you this think- guy, this boy is like one of the worst performances I've ever seen. <laughs> because it's okay. so bad. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, when uh, he and his dad are uh, caught in like the basement lab or whatever, uh-huh. the uh, sewers labs. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> he goes uh, Jack, we have to get a tie. He like gets frustrated. He's like, "Don't quit." It's like, but you're the one who quit. I was like. What? <laughs> I know it's like where did that Seven come years from? Ago. Like uh, we've got to talk about backstory. We've got to bond in some way. <laughs> really quick though. You quit the force. I was like, okay. okay. He's gonna save the day still. Yeah. We're running out of time. So who needs like built up conflict resolution when conflicts get resolved in like three seconds? Well, and then and then they're they're tied up. Yeah. But then Afterwards, he's like, son, do this, like, do this, like, like move yourself this way. And his son just like, suddenly is just like, whoop, and then somehow flings the other end of the, his, like his bindings off of a hook where it was literally just sitting on a hook. Like, and it's like, you could have just walked over and like 
just grabbed it Once with you your jumped, hand. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but he did a fancy little jump. I love this I movie like, so much. <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, Jenny before, was like, "Isn't it just on?" A, okay, yeah, all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was younger, obviously, I loved this movie, and then as I get older, I've watched it, um, well, probably like five or six times. Per per, per like ever since we ha- you had this idea, I've watched it two times <laughs> from. <laughs> then to now and uh i've also taken notes but i don't hey. i haven't pulled them out yet it's just it's so great <laughs> i can't right, i'm pulling them out here we go the the moment we knew that this boy the main character <laughs> was i don't, uh, know, who the main I don't, I don't know who the main character in this movie the it's dog? like it wants to be underdog but it also wants to be the boy yeah. and the dad is like in the running for a minute <laughs> and then he's gone and also Dr. Bar Sinister is kind of like <laughs> yeah. in the movie a lot. Um, it's, <laughs> um, and the mayor is a weird, like he's around <laughs> more than he probably should be. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Dr. Bar Sinister's in a lot as an antagonist should be, but I really can't tell. If, like, is this a movie about Dr. Bar Sinister? Like, <laughs> it might be. Um, yeah. And, okay, so the there's a lot of movies. And now that I'm thinking about this, there's so many parts that are actually pretty funny. Not necessarily because they are funny, but because they're just... I don't know why they made the choices they made. Um, anyways, the boy, the first time we noticed that he's bad is literally the first scene with him where he, where he, he meets the dog. I feel like yeah. he misnames the dog, and I feel like that was a slip-up that they kept in the movie. What What was that part? I don't remember. Uh, the dad was like, his name is Shoe Oh, Shoe Lick. Yeah, and he calls him Shoe Lick, <laughs> and it was just so like, like it felt like it wasn't played for a laugh, and I was just I was like that really happened on set, and then, and then he turned around and just corrected him, and they just moved on. It's in the final cut of the movie. Well, there's the part where the dog talks for the first time, uh, where where he understands him. Yeah, and um, he's like, "Did you just talk?" And he's like, "Wait, you can understand me?" And the boy just goes. <gasps> Uh, it was like the the most fake scream i don't know what was happening so you know kids thought that was the funniest thing in the whole oh, movie oh absolutely little kids watching were like <laughs> when he screams so okay <laughs> that first scene I, I i told my sister about this because we're introduced to him when he's like trying to fake a note for school or whatever. Uh-huh. And then he, he's like, Hey, come down, come look, come look at this and come look at this dog. He's like, okay, Hey, there's a dog here. He's like, I got to go back to work. He never goes to school. <laughs> it's just like, just watch it for a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah. He came, up, he came up to like, get ready for school. PS come outside. Okay. I'm leaving. Watch him. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, wait. <laughs> and this is, this is something I realized or I figured out later. Um, after watching it like a second time, he's in middle school. Yeah, he's supposed to be in middle school, and he goes to school later. He yeah. does to tell the principal like that he because can't he gets called up, <laughs> and even the principal's kind of like, I don't know. I guess it's okay. Like she thinks it's funny that you he pulled like, one over on the PE teacher. Yeah, wah, yeah. Wah. what an idiot! All PE teachers. And then are. school's never a problem ever again. No, like, blah 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 blah. It's, monkey it's pox. To, That's not real. Okay, go home. It's hinted to one time in the movie where he says, "And this is where I sit and bored on my mind for eight hours a day, and never again." Yeah. <laughs> it's like maybe the rest of the movie was Saturday and Sunday, and that's all we needed. Maybe. I, we need a timeline. <laughs> is it okay? Which one is which? Is the girl Polly or is the dog uh, Polly? The Polly's dog is the Polly. dog. 
Uh, Molly's the girl. Molly's the girl. Okay. So when Molly shows up at the park and it's like them hanging out yeah. uh, and him and underdog hanging out together for the first time, trying to figure out their yeah. relationship. Uh, and he's like, oh, crap, it's Molly. She's a reporter for the school paper. Like, that's a big deal. And I'm like, get out of here. Like, no one cares. That's where all the breaking news happens, Randy. So uh, Molly and Polly's role in this movie is like, so small uh-huh. <laughs> and whenever they're on screen they play it to be so much bigger than it actually is and it's uh, when uh underdog shoeshine is introduced to polly and they're just like snip like they're sniffing each other like their actual dogs are and there's like voiceover <laughs> yeah for them talking it's like uh yeah you know i'm interested in some other dogs okay bye <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's a stick song that plays and it's so good uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, I, I I gotta get into like the actors and everything. Okay, so the music is obviously there's one stick song. The plain white tees do a, a theme song. Kyle Massey does a song, which we don't really talk about Kyle Massey anymore because uh, he did some stuff that's not great. But can it's I fantastic. say I don't know who that is? Kyle Massey is he? Uh, is he like a Disney Channel original star or whatever? Uh, he did a bunch of he did some shows on Disney Channel, and uh, gotcha. I had a big a fascination for him until recently, where he did some bad things. There are so many actors from Disney Channel that are criminals now. Who the fuck it? And uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, well, we don't have to talk about what he did. We can just move on. Sorry, I didn't know. I just no, no, didn't know no. who he was. I just, yeah, Kyle Messi. Yeah, I, I could do a whole another podcast on Kyle Messi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the songs are amazing. He's like, I wouldn't call myself a fan, but uh, Speed I, of Lightning, uh, Roar of Thunder. I am fascinated. Um, I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> Fighting all who rob and plunder. That's mm. the rest of it. Okay, now I got to get into the cast because I got to look this back up. Can you guys riff for a second? Can we riff? Yeah. Um, riff, 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 raff. That was the dog. Who did the voice of the, the Rottweiler? Um, yeah, it's Riff Raff. So, yeah, Riff Raff is... Is that his name? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the guy who uh, plays... Brad Garrett. Yeah. The guy who... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know him. Jason Lee voices Shoeshine, which I think is awesome. Taylor Momsen, who is no longer an actress and actually sings in a punk band now. She was also the kid and how the Grinch stole Christmas. She was like the little who girl. Oh, nice. <gasps> little Cindy who? Yeah. Uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, Patrick Warburton. So <laughs> Peter Dinklage does a really good job. He kind of carries this movie. But I think the best actor in this movie is Patrick Warburton. Oh, yeah, by far. <laughs> so there's a part uh, where Dr. Bar Sinister, he has like a French poodle in front of him. Or not French poodle, French bulldog. And he's like trying to recreate the formula. He's like, speak, speak. <laughs> he's like, what do you want me to what say? What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes. He's uh, just like so many great uh, lines like that. It's like, oh, he's you, your mouth was open. What <laughs> it's like sneezes in his mouth. I, lo- I just love, I love that he had the thesaurus. Oh, yeah. God, and it all burned up except just the, the piece. It <laughs> <laughs> is one of the greatest bits in the entire movie. That's so dumb. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, that's a good word. I, t- I took the top bunk because uh, I thought it might be a little paradoxical. For <laughs> he still only got the... No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <sighs> you can't do this to me. I just did. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so Jim Belushi plays the dad. Uh, yep. Amy Adams plays Polly, mm-hmm. which again, Polly has no like <laughs> a complete waste of her <laughs> talent. <laughs> I, I mean, this is a while ago, but still, Amy Adams was. What else was coming out around that time that Amy Adams was in? Like it was two thousand seven. They're like you're doing other stuff. You want a, a real quick check yeah. in the middle? <laughs> for like, real, that's pretty sure. much what it was. It was just like a quick check for a lot of these people. I think they knew the script wasn't super strong, and they were like. <laughs> We're going to need some star power. Oh, so whoever, they like brought whoever, as many. The script was, uh, seems like it was awful. The production seems like it might have been awful. Uh, or at least on set being ruined by a child who literally can't act to save his yeah, life. But then like whoever they gave that footage to, to edit it, that lady must have just been like, like she lit up a cigarette <laughs> and she went like, I got this. And she like... <laughs> It's like, give me 24 God, hours, I can put this all together. <laughs> <laughs> give me 24 hours, I got this. I'm so There's- proud of her. I don't even know who did it, but God. I need to see, okay, so the director, his name is Frederick Duchau? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but that's, uh, he has done, uh, he's directed six movies. He's directed Underdog, Racing Stripes, the Quest for Camelot. Racing Stripes. Oh. And apparently others that are not visible. That, have, on, that will so, not be named. Will not be named. <laughs> I, it just won't. They don't show. It says it's total of six, but it's like not showing everything. So I'm not sure why. And he, okay, he didn't write this movie, but he wrote Racing Stripes. Uh, I didn't see Racing Stripes either, but it's another animal kid movie type thing. Oh, while you're doing that, I'm going to look up how many credits Randy has on IMDb. How oh, many shoot. credits I have? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, God. No. Now people are going to look it up. Uh, two more uh, <laughs> memorable castings in this movie. Uh, John Slattery plays the mayor. Yes. Yeah, he's great. And, I mean, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jay Leno's in it. This was. Yeah. This came out when he was still <laughs> half, in charge of the second, Tonight yeah. Show. Yeah. For a second. Yeah. He, he, he says, we would have Underdog on here, but as you know, he's not allowed on the couch. He's like, oh, laugh track. This, but, yeah. <laughs> this movie. This movie was like. It felt like the biggest. Okay, so it's a good example of like a quick cash grab. Yeah, you take you take a property that a, is like a, a, a mildly known property, a semi known yeah. property. Now this one, they're digging, they're like scratching the bottom of the yeah. barrel at this point because they're like uh, underdog. And at this time, <laughs> no one, no one cartoon? who's going to see no. this movie knows who Underdog is. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, well, we'll get the parents to come because like Underdog was old when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And by the time the movie came out, I was like, I'm not, I'm too old for this movie. I'm not going to go see this movie. <laughs> so like, it really has no like, audience. But but a millennial, like, an early millennial that had a kid early might have taken their young child. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. But that would be a, a you would have to I have mean, had to a, a one, kid really really early yeah yeah um but this, that's that's fine this definitely can scrap <laughs> so <laughs> they well like they it's it's a semi known property it has an extremely formulaic plot of mm-hmm. like like the fact that as soon as they like the boy and the dog like become aware of each other's like presence essentially yeah. Uh, and the fact that the girl shows up and he's like, oh man, like Lady. it's the, it's the <laughs> romantic interest character. And then she has a dog we and the, that's also a girl. Me. And he's like, oh, she's so hot. Like, it's like, it's like, yep. Okay. That's the piece right there. That's, it's all just complete formula. Like they don't even try to like add anything new to this formula. They just, 
It, there it is. They're just, it's there written it out is. on the Go. three by five card, and they're <laughs> like, okay. There's like definitely, so there's definitely some production. The director only said we had to do this. Exactly. <laughs> it's, they're not going any further. <laughs> no, that's it. That's all we had to do. Moving you, on. There's, okay. I feel like most people, when they think about movies being made, they think, oh, yeah, it's, it's like a bunch of creative people, a bunch of artists mm-hmm. getting together and, and making something. And sometimes it is. Yeah. So, and a lot of times it is. But there's definitely a lot of productions that are just a job. People go, they point the camera at something, they say go, and they make the movie. And mm-hmm. it's like the lighting guy shows up, he makes sure that you can see people, and then they move on. Mm-hmm. The stunt team comes in, they do the stunt for someone, and it they move on. Like there's no, it's just a job. It's just a, like, yeah. it's not a nine to five, but it's essentially a nine to five type of thing. I've been on productions where they, where it's just like that. Mm-hmm. You can tell that the director is not like making creative choices. They're just like, yeah, this works. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, this works mentality. And then it'll be done. And if yeah. anybody tries to do any more than that. What are you doing? The everyone, the crew turns on them. Yeah. Like, it's just like, <laughs> why are you making this more what complicated than it has Stop. to be? <laughs> Don't do that. This movie felt like that kind of a set. Oh, yeah. Where so, they, everyone showed up, they did their job, and they went home. Oh, look at Fancy Boy so, over yeah, here. He probably, he probably went to film school. Look he at that probably, kid over there. He probably wants to get hired for another movie, yeah. a better movie next time. So when uh, the boy picks up his dog, when he re-enters the atmosphere and goes, Oh, God. Oh, oh God. <laughs> They're just like, good job. Good job. Great. That's that'll great. Work. That'll that'll work. That will technically work, and that's a day. So, you, so uh, like, you're saying this movie was a product of someone in a corporate office going, you know what? This would be a good idea. Yes. Let's make this happen. Yeah. It absolutely <laughs> Oh, was. yes. And then the editor, while she was there, went, we can get a few jokes in. <laughs> we can get a few, yeah. We Ew, can make your it. Mouth was some, open. some people did pay twenty dollars for this. I'll try. I'll try real hard. See what I can do. And the director was behind her, going like, "I don't care. Do whatever you want." Uh, yeah. This one's so <laughs> this one's for you, Edgar. Like, I still can't get over. Well, clearly, you guys watch this movie. It, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say, I I don't think I ever would have watched this movie. Uh, oh, if it hadn't not. been for this no. <laughs> and and i i know i'm kind of like talking about how it's not very good a lot but i it is fun to talk about it because yeah. it yes. is like i don't think i'm gonna watch it again no nope. but <laughs> i am glad that i did at least I'm glad yes. that I watched it. <laughs> you, if, if you went to like uh the ceo of disney is, is bob unger or whatever his name is i don't know who it I is now i don't know his name uh and you i know said, it was it might still be yeah, i don't know but you said, hey, there's still a guy who likes this underdog movie. You should be like, what <laughs> What movie? <laughs> it's what like, movie I would never yeah. imagine well, yeah. someone would even, still care about this. Even he was like, uh, underdog. I was like, underdog. Yeah. <laughs> the CEO of, the current CEO of Disney, I don't remember his name, but just he strikes me as the kind of person who would be like, who would make underdog? Like he'd be the one to pull the trigger on <laughs> he's it. Like, he's yeah. the corporate guy. It's like, oh, this, this is going to make idea. us, yeah, we're going to spend this much and we're going to make this much. Perfect. Good. If you look are up. You talking about, do or, it. or you talking about that really funny cartoon from the 60s with the dog? I love that guy. It's like, no way. If you search underdog on Google, you have to scroll really hard to find this movie. <laughs> like it's so far back and all, like there's so many things that are better than this movie. <laughs> that that called underdog. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta uh, get my yes, again. Yes, take us, no, take us through. <laughs> um, 
Okay. So for some reason, uh, chemicals make you surge with electricity. Uh, I didn't oh. understand that. <laughs> the freaking, when he pulls the everything. jar, yeah. the jar of human DNA that's just red goop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that he just keeps on a shelf. <laughs> And then it gets knocked over, of course. And he's like, my research. My chemicals. My Everything got mixed up. Like, he didn't even seal it. There's no lid, nothing, just and in a there's jar. A, there's a CGI bugle that's covered with chemicals. And then yes. it, like, shakes off. It starts, like, surging with electricity. It's just like, that's not how that works, but okay. <laughs> that's not how any of that works. Oh, that was... Oh, you poured English, the English language <laughs> yeah. on yeah. him. And then you gave him the small muscles in his mouth <laughs> in order to, and then his voice box. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And he knows all English words. That's cool. So That's cool. Uh, oh, he still knows the dog words. <laughs> and he can still dog speak too. Okay, great. Yeah, that's, that makes Speed sense. I, cheetah. <laughs> I did appreciate. And he wants to speak in rhyme. That every, <laughs> every scene, because there's like, there's that first sort of, gag when he learns how to fly mm-hmm. and he's just crashing through <laughs> everything and they milk that joke for the Wait. rest of the film yeah. they're like oh this was actually Way pretty good let's times. do that five more times <laughs> where every time he flies he just can't control it and he just like is an asteroid yeah. crashing through <laughs> walls and and they that loved like they're like get the yet. effects team in here like just you know turn the fans on and blow papers everywhere everywhere it goes the which world. I loved visually that was always that was actually a really fun part of the movie yeah. where it was just like him just like he just bl- blasts through every single wall there is in the montage he's like uh he blows past a hot dog stand and takes uh-huh. a hot dog and he's like underdog takes a bite out of crime it's like he didn't that is it's gonna take a lot of time for him this hot dog vendor to redo everything and you're praising the dog for crashing into the hot dog stand yep he blows this man's business he's a bad guy he blows past the newspaper stand and like takes his wig or whatever and there's newspapers everywhere and like later it goes back to the newspaper stand he's like oh these newspapers everywhere so good. I like to think that like the special effects team, like they were doing their reading pre movie. Uh-huh. They got like a printout of all the things they're going to do. They're like page one. All right, here we go. And it's like the meeting before. And it's like uh, cut out of a small dog as if he went through a wall. Okay, that's doable. Johnny, you'll be on top of that. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll need that in like three days. And then he flips the page. He's like cut out of a small. Okay, we'll do that twice. And then he like flips the page again. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out of a small dog as if he went through a glass. And then he like flips the whole way through. <laughs> Cut out of a. I did. Well, it's like that sequence when he goes, when he goes through the building, the skyscraper, yeah. and he's in the office and he's just going through each cubicle. Oh, and it shows it. each person's like, and then that lady's like, mm, this sub-sandwich. I meant, I I'm meant going to bring, to, I meant to bring going Subway to, and eat yeah. it in front of you before we did this. Dead guy. I'm going to eat, like, like <laughs> hold it way out in front of me, like, so that it's a safe distance from my act, my face so that something can crash through <laughs> it. <laughs> She's like, this is the perfect spot for me to eat this giant, delicious Subway sandwich. It's, like, almost bigger than a real sandwich, too. It's, yeah, like, it's so a very large was. piece yeah. of Bread. <laughs> it was bigger than a Jimmy John's gargantuan mama. Yeah. The rest of the people in this town are so unobservant of what's going on. So just examples of uh <laughs> Patrick Warburton falls out of the building as an old lady. 
And they're fine with it. And then she steals the dog. Yeah. And everyone's just, just like, oh, oh, I got it. It's just like, I got all right, let's go. It's like, this is just normal. Like, oh, it's her dog. And then he just take, he takes, he runs away with Patrick Warburton behind him. And Patrick Warburton is just grinding on the ground and just like screaming for his life. And they're just like, the Fine. one point this in the movie <laughs> where they're not like this is when Cad, Dr. Barsinister, and the dogs walk into the Capitol building. The minute they walk in there, SWAT pulls up. Oh, like everyone's there. And he's like, you're going to rethink what I said? He's like, oh, no. And just like, this is a massive situation. It's like, what about the old the guy just like his flesh just melting off his body? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did appreciate the scene. So speaking of the cops, just like showing up in force, <laughs> literally the opening scene where they're like all trying to figure out, like they're like, here's all the evidence for all the or, or all the files for all the unsolved cases in this town. Which, by the way, we never revisit that. No. Like it, you think that they're setting it up so that like underdog can solve those crimes, yeah, nope. but underdog never does. So, so it's like, wait, it, was a, it was a throwaway line it was that a throwaway. he had as like a jab at. I it. think it's, it was supposed to be like, oh, these would still be solved if if my dad was a police officer <laughs> if he hadn't quit the force. So there is w- one time where it's referenced again yeah when uh he throws it at him like an insult he's yeah. like you still got all those unsolved cases over yeah. there <laughs> uh, oh he knows a man <laughs> full of unsolved crimes yeah. oh man it's like dang but, it he told that you scene, that scene so good, when um, when the dog is like he smells something yeah. in one of the five the boxes of files okay <laughs> and they're like oh what's it what's up boy you smell something and they're like oh my gosh and then like without any communication, <laughs> nothing. They're just, the the major's just like get him in here, boy, and like literally people come <laughs> crashing through the windows, like all this stuff. Like it's just lockdown. People start screaming. They keep like but there's no over each yeah, other. There's no falling. reason for anybody to panic, but people are panicking. <laughs> yeah. Like no one said anything yet. Like there's literally it's literally been a like the handler and the dog communicating quietly to each other. (laughs) And then like people in the room are just like, ah, falling falling from the rafters, like swinging from the chandelier, like, oh my gosh, like everybody's. And then they're like, it's a ham. And it's like, wait, first off, there's files. How did, (laughs) why was there a, the meat association? Why was there a ham in the file boxes? (laughs) And first off, why is it still good? Like, why is this? (laughs) I don't know. So, that whole scene was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay, I gotcha. At the ending, <laughs> when he's smelling again and like there's a bomb trap to the building, he's like, oh, I smell a bomb. What are the odds a ham strapped to the roof? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so good. Good throwback. Good payoff. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say another example of when like people in the town react to stuff yeah. like in a way that like they haven't the whole time <laughs> is when he goes to bury the dynamite literally in hell <laughs> and the whole crowd's like let's go see what's happening and they just like charge the dynamite i'm like what are you doing like everyone knows that he just brought Smash a bomb down, down and everyone's like let's go see the bomb like and like no stay back what are you doing and then yeah he literally just is like no 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 like goes down to the bowels of the earth and there's like here you go and then like <laughs> sets it down death star escapes his way out of the pit and fire still like goes like this which like I don't know. It's it's dynamite. It's not gonna be like a big old fire. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see a scene where like he does that to save the world, and then they just like 
somebody cuts like the world blowing up <laughs> because he took it too deep. It's just like chain reaction. <laughs> so underdog, do you don't know about chain reactions? He dug that giant hole. And then there's a crater under the earth, but the earth doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like the Houston. We have a dog, too. Oh, God. Or a beagle. We have a beagle. No one cares about that beagle until he puts the suit on. Like, he runs into the Capitol building when all the SWAT and everything, and they just let him go. They're literally, like, stepping out of the way for him. Uh-huh. And then as soon as he comes out and grabs the stuff and, like, runs away, and he flies it. He's like, oh, there's Underdog. Where's he been? <laughs> there's a beagle that went in there, but that wasn't Underdog. Some random beagle went in before, and Underdog's coming out. It reminds me of, have Can't you guys seen that. Mystery Men? I yeah. don't think so. So it, this movie probably would have been, honestly, out around the same time, but yeah. it would have been made for older audiences. But there's a, it's all about these dumb superheroes, but there's one character who's basically Superman, mm-hmm. and his only difference in costume is that he wears glasses and doesn't mm-hmm. wear glasses. And uh, that it's like a running joke the whole time. Yeah. That uh, the people are like, no, they don't look anything alike. Like, they're not, of course, not the same person. Like, this one wears glasses. Of course, they're not the same person. <laughs> you know? And, um, like, they'll be, like, he'll be in one room and then, like, walk out of the room for a second and come back in with or without his glasses on. And people will be like, oh, hey, <laughs> like, where'd you come from? You know, like, and it made me think of that with like the beagle just walking yeah. around and then like suddenly he's a hero. And then every other time no one knows who he is. It's just like, okay. There's a one scene where the guy's like walking past the beagle and the boy. And he's like, that beagle sure looks a lot like underdog. He's like, no, nah, this beagle, the only thing super about him is his breath. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's mean. That's real mean. He's got the jokes. Like, I love that. Uh, Polly, the dog, mm-hmm. uh, never figures it out. Oh, no. Like, never puts it together. <laughs> like, there's never that moment where, like... Well, he smells like, completely it, It's like the... It's like the... I mean, there's never the moment where she figures it out and realizes that, like, oh, like, you know, underdog, you're... You're the... Like, it's a formula movie without the payoffs of a formula movie. Like, that's the thing. is like they didn't even go all the way with it. They only took it. They're like, this is good enough. See, like, that was the, that, was that need, editor. We that don't need editor. to. After she cut it, she had one, and she went, you don't really need you it. You don't need it. After their you date, pay off you can, they, they you can never really interact ever seconds. again. <laughs> it's true. They don't really have, like, a full-on. No. The rest of the scenes with them are just, uh, even with uh, Molly, like, all she does is, like, kind of, like, roll her eyes and be like, there he goes again after that silly dog. And, like, that's their relationship. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well. I love how Polly, like, you have this person that can't differentiate these two people. But it just feels like the hate for Shoeshine is, like, so blown out of proportion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Polly just tears him down limb from limb every time he sees them and he's like oh I, underdog i love underdog and just yeah. cannot connect these two <laughs> there is no compliments towards shoeshine's way it's oh, yeah she's yeah. kind of a jerk yeah but like it's sure. played for laughs like if you really get down to it she's kind of she's kind of a jerk but like even the well because even polly or molly sorry i hate that uh, <laughs> of- molly is like legitimately trying to figure out who underdog is and never does <laughs> like her whole thing. Like she's got the whole, like she's, she's supposed to be a reporter who's yeah. like, that's the thing. It's like, there's so many like setups in this movie that never lead anywhere. 
So Which is funny to me now. During, I think during about the it. montage, she has like her billboard. <laughs> yeah. And she's like strings. She's drawing the connected. string to all the... <laughs> when you look at it, it's like what the strings are connected to makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just puts a little she's pack like a good of the reporter. paper that's on there that says, who is underdog? Uh, well, she's only a school reporter. So. <laughs> she, she's a middle school reporter. <laughs> She'll get there. She'll get there one day. She all who also doesn't go to school, by the way. <laughs> you think he still dies on the timeline of a normal beagle? I don't know how long the beagles know. live. Like Ten years, maybe thirteen. Uh, years? He's probably like he probably lives three times as long. But he's probably already, you know, halfway through that mm-hmm. when he gets his powers. Do you think he has? I think to he like, probably lives longer. He's got he's got six more years. <laughs> that kid's graduating high school, and the super <laughs> Maybe she'll figure it out before then. So yeah. the way. Dr. Barsinster turns Shoeshine back into a normal beagle. Is he gives him beagle DNA. Yeah. And which he didn't already have. So, well, yeah, he wasn't a beagle, yeah. And then the it's way weird. He looked that like one. the dad turns Dr. Barsinister back is he injects him with the same red formula that Shoeshine got. So does he have beagle DNA in him now? I don't know. Like, like they're leaving the whole sewers and he just grabs some stuff randomly to inject to him to turn him back to normal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was return you to normal juice. I I love when I when, prefer uh, visionary. When yeah, I prefer visionary. Um when they like bump into each other or something on the stairs and he drops all of his Benadryl on the ground <laughs> yeah. and like the uh, underdog's like kind of passed out. That'll and show you're like, you. He's like, that'll show you. And then he's like I have my powers back. And, and then he's like, what? And they do an insert shot of the pill. And you're like, yeah, we saw the pills already. Why did he not realize what? It, yeah. It like, it at least has some structure at the beginning. And then the second half of the movie is just like, this happens. And then this happens. This happens. That never matters ever again in the entire movie. Yeah. Then this happens. Oh, it's just so good. I can't. It's so good. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. I took <laughs> script writing classes, and this movie flies in the face of them. It was written by three people, uh, which usually means it, that's, it's usually a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, which makes me think that it was written by one person, and then they didn't like it, so they had somebody else come in and build off of it, and then the same thing happened, yeah. and the third person came in, and then by that time, they are like, well, we're already halfway through the shoot, <laughs> so uh, I guess we're going to have to just call it like it is. And also, whatever you change needs to cost less money. Yeah. No. <laughs> less money. How does We have this big scene, and this big go. CGI scene where Bar Sinister changes into his, like, decrepit evil form, and they're like, mm, if what if we, a TV fell on him? If we, get, <laughs> if we get Subway to sponsor it, we can get two Bar Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to pocket that. Oh, I'm just going to pocket that. <laughs> that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> sweet, sweet Subway. <laughs> Man, remember in the like in the early 2010s when Subway was still doing good? I I mean, are they not? I thought they were still like the largest chain. Uh, I think it's still left over that they're the largest chain. I I don't ever eat since a lot uh, of... ever since Jared went to jail. Oh, I don't, I don't think they've been kinda... doing too great. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't really eat a lot of sub sandwiches. I didn't like. I just uh, wanted to be drive Jimmy, Jimmy, oh, oh that's that's too bad. You you can't be on the you know podcast. What, you know, no. <laughs> sorry. You know what? You can tell us to watch Underdog. You can make us. You come on our show <laughs> and you, and you disrespect <laughs> Jimmy John's like that. So, so I went to Jimmy John's once when 
uh, this is like lots of years back. And, uh, <laughs> lots of years. Lots of years back. <laughs> and I ate there once and I got sick and then I never ate there again. And it was unrelated. That unrelated. <laughs> Jimmy John did nothing wrong. <laughs> it was unrelated. I tell you, unrelated. You were sick before you went. <laughs> but, How dare you? So I have this small little subway that's in my hometown, and I'll just go there when I'm like leaving somewhere, and uh, it's run by some uh, foreign men. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's supposed to be what? like <laughs> hold on why did we <laughs> so okay <What>? <laughs> go on so it's privately owned there's these two guys that work there and no one else works there <laughs> and uh they walk from somewhere in the town to this place every single day and it it seems like they have no other life than Subway. Um, they just walk there, and they just operate the business by themselves, those two, and it's no one else. It's privately owned. I'll just, like, order on the app, and they'll put my food to the side. I literally pull up, walk in, grab it, and leave. And I've done that maybe 100 times, and it's probably the best fast food experience I've ever had because I don't have to talk to anybody. A lot of places do that now. We actually went to Blaze. We were trying to get to a movie, but we were really hungry, so we went to Blaze yeah. Pizza, and we were a little worried that like the process of like making your pizza and everything was going to mm-hmm. take too long, and so we were like, well, we could call in ahead and like order it to go, essentially, and when we got there, our pizza was just on a shelf yeah. to the side, and it was already ready, so we ate it super fast and got to the movie in time, so it was like, dang, I don't... I don't. I think I'm gonna do it that way every time. Even yeah, if I plan on great. like spending time here, even yeah. if I'm not in a hurry, I might just do that. So... so- these guys have seen me so much that, like, when I pull up, they can see my truck, so they'll just continue what they're doing. I went in there one time. I didn't see them at all. Like, they were in the back doing their own thing. I walked in. The bell didn't ring. i 100% sure they didn't know I was there. <laughs> and I was just like, this food's gone. Just taking my sandwich. Just getting out of here. They don't, there's no small talk. Just like, hey, well, hello. And it's great because I'm an introvert, and I don't like talking to people. I don't like talking to you guys. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I like how this story started with you saying, I don't really eat sub sandwiches. So I went to Subway a hundred (laughs) times. Okay. So Mm. I don't consider them actual like sub sandwiches because it's just, I get uh, tuna sandwiches because I'm a freak and it's not. (laughs) You're one of those people. So Subway had lawsuits against their tuna because it was wasn't technically tuna yeah <laughs> i was just like it's great I, i've been eating this since i'm a child i just walk in to grab it leave <laughs> and uh i suppose if you like it and then someone's like hey that's not actually tuna you're like well I it still care. tastes the same <laughs> yeah. and i still like the taste you're, you're like eating it you're like what is it <laughs> and, and as far as like the taste is so much different than actual like sub sandwiches that i don't consider them the same thing it's all the the processed. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, so or I guess process. I guess you're eating it and you're like, so what do I need to order from now? On? <laughs> <laughs> what do I call it? Just tell me so what, what do I call this? <laughs> is it chicken? Is it uh, no? What I'm telling you is you shouldn't like tuna it. flavored meat. I, uh, I already just... like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is all tied together. It all goes back to the message of underdog, which is one nation. Cameron, underdog. What is uh, is that the message? <laughs> <laughs> so, that should have been his new catchphrase. So I have, I, when I was like twenty, I bought a movie poster of this 
of this movie. And I was going to bring it here for an a visual gag on an audio podcast because Perfect. that's yeah. But I <laughs> You did bring it. it. You did bring it's it. Right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right, right there. It's right there. That <laughs> tube that you have slung over your shoulder. Uh, hold on. Let's make a... <laughs> 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 We're in a tunnel. <laughs> I forgot it at home. It's in the tunnel. Uh, Wait, you live in a tunnel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have access to the sewers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let me draw a map out real quick. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I am Dr. Barsinister. Barsinister. I like how... <laughs> Uh, so they move to the under the sewers, and they're like, uh, "We need funds for our equipment to re- reproduce everything. Let's rob a jewelry store." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, sure." It was like, "I have a couple guys that will do this." Yeah, <laughs> watch out for the fish kite. What fish kite? <laughs> Who has fish kites? Then why do you have fish kites? I still like how Bar Sinister just became a villain. Like, okay, yes, we know that he's a like he's doing some bad stuff. But it seems like the company he works for is like fine with whatever he's doing, <laughs> um, and uh, it is his a lab blows up. On and instead of and instead of like the company being like, "Oh, that's crazy," let's like you know file an insurance claim and just, just get this stuff paid for. Him. He they they like he just assumes that he's like, "I must go underground <laughs> into the sewers <laughs> to continue my research." Like it just, there's no. Well, maybe it was a secret, <laughs> so it wouldn't have been on insurance, so it wouldn't cover it, so he was driven underground. Maybe, maybe, but we don't get that in the movie. So. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I think you're thinking about this concept way more than probably. Me. I'm, I am putting, oh, I know, I know, I'm putting in more thought than was expected. <laughs> oh <Wait>. God, <laughs> do you not know who I am? What does this say? <laughs> Alexis, sorry, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're closed for now. Oh, my, my mistake. Oh, what is this? He's <laughs> <laughs> such a jerk. Like, <laughs> and I love how Belushi's just like, oh man, I'm, I didn't see the badge. Like he really kicks himself for like, <laughs> and then Cat that's my bad. In. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then Cat comes in and is like, it's okay. He's with me. I was going to let him in anyway. Like, <laughs> I had already said. You, okay. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> oh, what, what What did he say, though? It was one, like one more little snap in there. It was, uh, oh, it was. I made a mistake. I'm, I know all of you do or something. Yeah. How could you know that I was the greatest scientist that this company <laughs> has? <laughs> uh, my uh, mistake. I know. Or made as far as I can tell, you're the only scientist mistakes. this company has because <laughs> yeah. you're maybe the only employee. The only other people yeah. that work in this building are the two, like security two security guards, guards and one scientist. Well, it's nighttime. <laughs> I wonder that would be well if he if he didn't realize who he was, he would be really mad in that case. Yeah. It's like, do you not know? <laughs> I'm the only one who works here. <laughs> oh man! Which oh. then brings up more questions as to why he has to go underground. He's the only <laughs> Employee. Maybe it's just gonna take to like it, it. It is getting rebuilt. It's just gonna be like another three He's weeks. He's just to relocate while they're redoing everything. Yeah. I just I, I like to envision He's real that, patient. Uh, when that the dad got the job there. He's like, all right, so we only have this one scientist, <laughs> and always let him in when he comes up. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, sorry, you can't be. <laughs> what does this say? <laughs> oh, 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 it's you. Oh, dang it. Dang it. Got it. 
first day on the job. He like he like he, like he looks over to his station and it's like, let this guy in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. gosh, that's it. you. <laughs> the only thing I'm good at is being a cop <laughs> with all these unsolved cases. Yeah. I love okay, when <laughs> at the end Who are you? at the end, he's like Apparently everybody knows him on the cop, like the police force. Yeah. <laughs> but when he's like behind the barricade and he's like, let me through, I'm a cop. Let I'm me cop. through, I'm, I'm a, a cop. cop. They're kind of like, what? What? I don't, okay, I guess you go. <laughs> you said you were a cop. <laughs> like, do, does the mayor have the power to reinstate oh, and yeah, promote Oh yeah, the mayor the immediately reinstates him yeah. and then promotes him. Uh, calm down, calm I mean, down. technically, I don't know. I have no idea how it works. <laughs> uh, the chief can, of, I know the, the mayor definitely of, has power over it, but yeah, I don't know. The chief of police would... Can we get the mayor of this of this town that we're in to be on this podcast and explain if he has the power to reinstate and promote a police officer? Just have him come in and that only answer that one yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean we could ask the him, chief of police. The <laughs> chief know. of police would, uh, and I think he technically works for the mayor, but yeah. the mayor can't can't necessarily be like you do this thing, you do it how I say it, you do it yeah. right now. Well. But the in this chief world, of police but in this was again. with the mayor when he yeah. promoted him and, and it like seemed like the chief of police yeah. did not He's like this like, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Excuse yeah. me. I guess I can't do anything about it. I mean, I think I, bet, I think I, guess I can, better get to back I think to the this mayor can case. fire the chief of police, but also firing or like getting rid of anyone in any government capacity is almost impossible. So it is what it is. <laughs> Do you think John Slattery has that power to reinstate and just that actor? Probably alone? gifted yeah. <laughs> by any city that he films in. You can like, only do that to Jim Belushi. The keys yeah. to the city. Here you are. <laughs> oh, that's what they do. <laughs> All right. Give you the power to reinstate. My first second. <laughs> <laughs> I can hire and fire any police as I see fit. Get Belushi in here. <laughs> he's a terrible Belushi. security guard, but man, he's a good cop. <laughs> You're immediately reinstated and promoted. The only thing we saw him do as a cop was run up some stairs (laughs) (laughs) and draw a map and put Belushi or (laughs) poor goop all over. (laughs) But by God, he figured it out. Put uh, he walked walked him down a yeah a a prison yeah yeah the freaking (laughs) castle dungeon (laughs) like whatever. (laughs) It was just like. Wow, that's so grim. Like, I know, it's like made of old stone. It's like, are we underground? Yeah. Like, what is happening right now? You're actually in a dungeon. <laughs> the dungeon yeah. uh, well, I, I'm i glad we did this. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being back on the show, Cameron. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming for, for the Cheesecake me. Festival. Yeah, Cheesecake. Um, cheesecake Festival. I'm glad. Uh, cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If there's any people in the comments that like this movie, let me know. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear more about it. Underdog, you want to hear <laughs> that episode that I have just for te- Kyle Massey, hit me up. Gonna- I'm on Twitter. <laughs> not going to tell you my Twitter handle. You have to find out. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's it's like a secret. It's a game. Just, just search the name Cameron. I'm one of them. You'll see. Ask Jim Belushi. He'll You'll help see. you. He'll- He'll lead you to the sewers. (laughs) He'll draw draw your map. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been This Is About Movies Cheesecake Festival Edition. Hey. (laughs) Join us next week. We'll be back with another Cheesecake Festival episode. Cheesecake Festival. 
I'm going to make it a jingle by the end. We'll see. I'm working on it. Yeah, by the end, we'll have a jingle. There you go. <laughs>